It's March 15th, 2015, and this is the 2v1 Podcast. This is now our 17th episode, and if you haven't heard us before, you can find us on iTunes by searching 2v1 Podcast, and if you like what you hear, please subscribe and maybe even write a review. So I have brothers. Nick yeah. has Hotline Miami. Before we get into those, do you, Josh, have anything incredible that you experienced in the past week? Incredible? <laughs> oh, well, I, I guess, it, I mean, what about Geometry Wars? Does that count? Oh, it's a good game. They uh, they changed a lot in it. How do you change a lot in that? I'm, I, in, I'm I know. I know. Yeah, they did. No, they I believe you. I'm just... The, uh, the adventure mode. I don't know if you're familiar at all with the changes, Alex, but they added an adventure mode now where you progress through levels, essentially. That was like sequence mode. It's Exactly. It's kind of like, like that, 50, yeah. 50 sequence levels, essentially. And you need, you need to get stars. You know, you can get up to three stars on each adventure. And the further you progress, you start playing against bosses, which is interesting. There's a handful of new enemies. There's a handful of different game modes. Uh, it's it grabbed me more because it's. I feel like they took a lot from Resogun. You upgrade your ship. You have different abilities. You have a little side ship that follows you around that you can make them do different things. Mm-hmm. Unfair um, question. Better or worse? Nah, uh, I I like <laughs> adventure mode, so I'm I'm gonna go with better. Okay, wow. cool. There have been a couple times where some of the uh, the layouts of the stage have gotten me pretty dizzy, uh, just because it's on a three dimensional plane now. I guess, right? Yeah, that's what it would be considered. Yeah, Alex, it's not a flat um, surface. Instead of it being a flat surface, now the levels change. It's like a shape, and you can go yeah. around edges. In my head, I'm picturing the bonus rounds in some of the early Sonic games, like when you would run around a sphere. Do you remember that? Yes, that's yeah, that's that's a, that's a good comparison. Yeah, all right, yeah, I like that. Spot on. Now, one of them, one of the stages is a cylinder, and like wrap. Whenever you're going around it, it's not that bad. But once you hit the the top and bottom of it, it the camera angle adjustment mm-hmm. is a little disorienting. Disorienting for a also second. sounds like Sonic. <laughs> But it's it you quickly get over it. The, the the one layout that got me the dizziest, it it was just the typical flat plane like the old Geometry Wars, but it's really difficult to explain. But like two corners, two opposing corners, one would be like shifted up a little bit, and the other one would be shifted down. Hmm. And it's it's difficult to ex- explain. But it, yeah, because I'm confused. It, yeah, it absolutely changes the way you play Geometry Wars. And some of the stages have blocks and like moving blocks that you have to go around and sometimes you can't touch them. And they've made a lot of welcome changes. So like I'm obstacles. enjoying my time. Obstacles, yes. Yeah. So Nick, you did not buy it, right? Not yet, no. Um Okay. I was sort of waiting to hear like anybody I knew play it, but um just what I saw of it, it looked interesting and I still I do still plan on playing it. I just didn't want to jump on board immediately. 
mm-hmm. I still get extremely frustrated to the point where I want to throw my controller. Good. <laughs> so, and it's a different, I was going to wait for Nick to bring up hotline and the frustration you get with hotline. That sort of frustration is solely due to not being able to beat a level. Yeah. Whereas geometry wars, it's holy shit. I want to get that third star. I can't get the high score. Frustration. Yeah. You, which is the kind of frustration, strangely that we like sometimes, right? Oh, absolutely. Especially seeing, you know, a couple of my buddies. Meat boy frustration. With with higher scores than me. Right. It's it's infuriating. Yeah, I I mean, I remember even trying to beat some of them in Geometry Wars 2. Yep. And and, in hell, 1. So. I spent so much time trying to beat... Alex, I spent a lot of time trying to beat your scores in 1. Uh-huh. And then 2, Nick P. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, And I... I was actually going to bring up Nick P. He was a big target of mine in the first game. And it's also worth noting that uh, this is so stupid. When 360 first came out, Nick P. had one almost at launch, maybe at launch. And he told me about this game called Geometry Wars. I literally thought it was geometry. (laughs) I had no idea what the heck he was talking about. Yeah, it's a weird name. Yeah, and then I went over to his house and I was like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> it was it was the weirdest thing ever. They added a game mode I'm having a lot of fun with. It's called Titan, where the enemies, just the typical little pink or purple enemy, is like ten times its typical size. <laughs> so yeah, there's only like three or four of them on the plane. But then you once you blow that one up, it divvies up into like maybe three semi larger ones, and then you take out one of those, and that's when like it splits into like fifteen of the normal size ones. Hmm. So it's fun. And my little ship right now, just to give you an idea of like the different upgrades, mine, the one I choose to roll with is it goes around and picks up all the GMs. I figured that's the one you'd be playing with. It sounds like the only useful one. They're all useful dependent on, I guess, what game type you're playing. But since I always go for score, that's the most important thing. I assume what you just mentioned has to do with the combo, like in the other ones. Yeah. Those little little things that you pick up that... Yep. Yeah, increase your multiplier. But, like the other, the other two I have unlocked. You unlock them all by beating bosses. The other two, one of them just just shoots in the direction you're shooting, and another one rams enemies around you. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and it, it's nice because you you can upgrade them too. So the one that goes and pick up picks up GMs, you can upgrade it to go further around you and have a, a further pickup radius. Mm-hmm. So they they've added a lot of welcome things. And I'm I'm very much enjoying my time and would recommend it. Cool. Did uh I neither of you ever played the actual original original one, right? In in Project no, Gotham. Pro- no, I didn't. I didn't oh, play Project Gotham. You know what? Um, Nick, I somehow played that, and I don't know how I did because it wasn't in PGR. Wait, what? Yeah, there was um. You could unlock it somewhere. Oh, you know hmm. what? I think you could unlock it in the in the re- first Retro Evolved. Now that I think about it, it it was either that or it was or they added it as an Easter egg in yet another game. I definitely played the Retro one that was featured in PGR. I'm gonna find out right now. Yeah, because that that was the only way I ever knew about it. Was it was like an arcade cabinet in your garage? Yeah. 
it, I don't know. It, it's it's funny going back and thinking about it because holy shit, was that the most basic game ever? Yeah, it was just like a fast paced asteroids. Yeah, I feel like I know it wasn't, but I feel like they had it in my in my dentist's waiting room. Like an okay. ar- I remember there being an arcade cabinet. Yeah, just one. I I, I don't think it might have been Geometry Wars. But I don't. I don't think that came to an arcade. No, yeah, that, I don't that think just so. doesn't seem possible. No, maybe it was Asteroids. I don't really. I don't yeah, that I, that game was like so specifically the bizarre creations developers, <laughs> and yeah, I don't. I don't see that ever being or ha- having ever been an arcade. Yeah, Nick, I'm. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but we're just gonna go with what you said. Maybe it was unlocked in that. But I, I think it was, but I don't know. Yeah, without question, I remember playing it on something else. Yeah, not PGR. Yeah. I need to buy. I was going to buy Ori this week too, but I'm going to wait until I finish a couple of the other games. Even I'm interested in that. Obvi- obviously not at full price, but <laughs> I I definitely am looking forward to playing that just because I am so excited about jumping into these Castlevanias on DS. Like Michael sent me a picture yesterday cuz I had it sent home cuz I have no reason to have it here cuz that's where the DS is. Yeah. So a couple of weeks. Oh my god, that and Chrono Trigger. Are you gonna are you gonna play them or start one immediately? Oh definitely, because I'm gonna have the airport and the flight home. Oh right. Yeah. Are you going to take it to work with you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer to that is yes. <laughs> oh, I feel like that's god. trouble. Yeah, I just mm. you see, that would actually give me a reason to start using the uh the train again. Yep. So if How I get really addicted, more of a trip is that for you? Come again? How much more of a trip is that for you? Uh, on the way home, it's actually it makes sense. It's still an hour, and that's from door to door. Like that includes me walking to the train, taking the train, and then walking to the building. So, and now that the weather is nicer, it's again an option. So, going home, it is still makes sense. The only reason I I couldn't justify doing it every day was because the morning commute is 25 minutes to a half an hour Mm. whereas you know the train is a consistent one hour one way so uh but you know now it's an option because i I, i'm always all about you know what can i be doing right now yeah i can't play exactly i can't play a ds in the car but an hour Uh, uh, two hours (laughs) what was that (laughs) if you really tried hard drive with your knees and drink nos marveling in the car yeah well that's (laughs) nothing indifferent but driving uh, you know, being able to play for two hours on the train every day is two hours I don't have to play at home. Yeah, that's so, huge. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but I, speaking I'm of enthusiasm. Yeah, I'm definitely Josh excited. just got... Uh, what? what? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm excited about Ori because, Josh, you're right, it is a Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. And I guess it combines, like, the hardcore platforming stuff kind of like Super Meat Boy. Yeah, the the one thing I heard that I'm I don't like about it, I mean I guess we'll see once I actually play it, is there's no end game. Uh, you you can't go back and do things after you finish the story. I I think it's a li- like linear game other than the Metroidvania aspect. That's stupid to say, but it's like a more story driven thing. So I wouldn't want to anyway. You well, know? there are still there's still like hidden areas and areas you can't get oh, to that's until you, you un, until oh. you get an ability longer okay. further along in the game. Yeah. And 
you know, like Shadow Complex. You finish the game, you can still go back and clean it up, right? Could you in Shadow I Complex? I don't know if you could. Maybe not. I don't remember. Most of those games do have a point of no return, even though yeah, even though you can go back and do stuff. You kind of have to be aware that you're nearing the end, I guess. I'll tell you what, I I would love another Shadow Complex. I yeah. knew that was going to come up at some point. I know what a big fan you are. I adored that game. It was good. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised there hasn't been any talk of another one, like, recently. I know there was for a little while after after the first came out, but... Epic's recent. probably more concerned with Unreal Tournament right now. Which, Maybe making yeah. another poopy Gears. Well, I'm sure they're working on a Gears. I think they are. They absolutely uh, yeah, are. I'm sure there's a Gears coming. Mm-hmm. There will be for the next decade. Yeah. There will be I'm, for eternity. I'm okay <laughs> with that, though. I mean, we'll whether see. it's good or bad, I will play them all. It's just depending on how much I actually, how much time I actually put into each. I would just adore another incredible multiplayer experience, like one or three. Yeah. And I never showed 2 any love, and I know 2 was good, I just barely played it online that, for some That reason. was the one I barely played online also. Right, I don't I don't know why, it just it just was. Yeah. And I we haven't brought up Destiny for a long time, but I would like to go on the record and say, this week, I've played the little, the smallest amount of Destiny that I have in a very long time. Ooh, is it tapering? A little bit. <laughs> Alex, um, I haven't played it for like three weeks. Yeah, I'm not, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, just I've I've hit pretty much the max I could hit until the next DLC comes out. But I also got hooked on Walking Dead this week, so mm. that was a big deterrent. That's awesome. But that's old news. Walking Dead season one, so <laughs> that is old news. Well, I had to get through it again so I could play the second season, which I'll do this week. So this this was a long week for me because I did something that I hadn't done before, and that was I was hoping to beat brothers by last week and i didn't make the cut and then we recorded and i literally i got off my computer and then i went and beat brothers so (laughs) i was immediately full of regret because i went from just enjoying it and thinking it was decent to like oh my god and then i just had to remember everything for this week because Uh i couldn't wait to record so without further ado i would like to just sing high high praises of brothers. So once again, I and this isn't anything critical of course. I immediately thought the bar was set too high. And I from us. Yeah, and you know that that does happen sometimes yeah. and it's not like it's a, a regular thing. I just I thought for sure I wasn't going to like it as much as you guys had talked it up. Boy was I wrong. It uh right off the bat, the first thing that I noticed that that captivated me was the music. Now, oh really? You, yeah, you know. Here's you say really. Remember, think of who you're talking to though. That's like yeah, the biggest weak point for me in any video game. But I absolutely loved it. It it was uh, almost all the way through. There were some parts that were different, but almost all the way through, the music was so like melancholy and reflective. Yeah, I just loved it. It was incredible. It reminded me of a little bit of Braid and a little bit of Fable, and then it's a, its own unique spin. So. Right off the bat, that was the first thing that I noticed and really enjoyed. And, like, the vocals that were in the music, they were just really cool. Like, had this, like, haunting feel to it. I don't know. It was just so sweet. So, mm-hmm. Very fitting that. for the whole game. 
I'm sorry. That's the how you described it is so fitting for the entire it, like it theme is. of the game. It definitely and that became fairly quickly it became evident. So mm-hmm. second thing I noticed, of course, the language was weird and annoying. Yeah. It it was just like what? But as I played it, I got it. I appreciated it. I liked that they did it. They told this story. I know exactly what happened, yet never a single word was, you know, a yep. word that I understood was spoken. Yep, so it didn't cool. need to be. No, exactly. I just, it's like any other language. When you don't understand it, it, like, rubs you the wrong way. And that's just part of human nature. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, it, it was it was cool, and I liked the reason that they did it once I understood it. Hey, Alex, the, here's a little tidbit of info for you. Go. The developer... Starbreeze. Yeah. Also made uh, both Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. The one on the 360. That's Darkness. Fun. And Xbox and the Darkness. Yeah. I can, you know what? I remember seeing that, that like grinning sun now mm-hmm. whenever those games started up. But yeah, that's fun. Um, Real quick. Sure. We can't talk about this game without spoiling it. So, spoiler warning if you've not played this, quit listening for a few minutes. <laughs> That's a really good point. Thank you for stopping me, Nick, because I, I plan on going into great detail. Yeah, we, we have to. You can't talk about this game without doing that. Yeah, everything from here out is a spoiler. That's a really good call. I knew um, the ending before playing it, which was a little sad, that's, but it didn't have let, that any really, less of an impact really on really me. really sucks. The, well, it was my own fault because I was listening to Giant Bomb's Game of the Year podcast. Yeah, that's true. But that's my fault. So. There you go. This this is now like like 60 seconds worth of don't listen if you don't want this to be spoiled so yeah <laughs> anyhow the the thumbstick aspect for those of you who are not aware basically you're controlling two brothers one with the right one with the left and it's so funny because your eyes play tricks on you num- numerous times i most times i would try and keep the brother that is associated with the right thumbstick on the right yep because you can never teach your brain that you know whenever whenever you get them crisscrossed it, it all it, i just make myself laugh because mm-hmm. You know, you're just kind of all over the place, but it, it it didn't detract from the game. It was just funny thing that I noted. But um, first thing, the first death that sort of just you know caught me off guard was it's real early on in the first chapter, and you're running through a field, and you have to just like you have to run from this dog. Mm-hmm. You know, you have both brothers, and you have to keep distracted or whatever. And I got killed. And it's it was so funny, you know. I was this is like this happy go lucky game, and this dog just grabbed me and started like dragging me around like a rag doll and just <laughs> killed me. And I just thought that was really funny. So that was sort of like setting the tone for all right. There might be like this weird le- level of subtle violence upcoming. Uh huh. And that was definitely uh, I definitely saw that materialize later on because some of the deaths just got like really weird and stuff, but. One of the mechanics I really enjoyed as I and I referred to it whenever I was texting you guys about it. It's the game is basically Assassin's Creed light. It's just there's so many of the same uh, mechanics and jumping from thing to thing up and down vertically, horizontally and swinging and all this. It really it felt like at a lot of places you were playing in Assassin's Creed, which was kind of cool because that means it was. As far as all those mechanics go, it was very well built. It wasn't frustrating at all. I never, I never jumped and then fell and was like, "What the hell? I should have grabbed on." Like it just worked. So just I think the, the platform, the platforming elements were just yeah. The sa- the saving system was like really forgiving too. I think. Oh ve- yeah, it was all the time. The the 
few times. I mean, every once in a while, I'd miss a jump or something stupid would happen. I would, mm-hmm. I would die. I might have lost 30 seconds of gameplay. So yeah, yet another thing to praise about it. That was uh, another great thing. So let's see here. Some of the other things. I think the first really weird thing that I saw, and it makes sense because it ended up being a hallucination, but I was walking along a cliff or something, and the little brother falls down and grabs this vine, and you have to, uh, the bigger brother is like carrying the vine along the cliff, and while you're controlling him and bringing him along the cliff, the little brother's on the vine, and you have to dodge these terrifying, That at first they just looked like roots and gnarly stuff coming out of the cliff but then they just be, they become animated you mm-hmm. guys remember that yep yeah yeah that i thought those things were like real spooky looking and that was that was pretty cool but like i said it ended up being a hallucination and as i also mentioned it was like a david lynch dream i loved it but <laughs> that was really cool the another weirdly dark thing that i this wasn't as early on this was probably later on actually but you start Actually, I think it might have been right after the dream. And because I, I noticed the first half of the game was pretty tame and unremarkable. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was just all the way up through the first half of the game, I was still in that mindset. This is a good game. I'm enjoying it. It's not as good as Nick and Josh made it out to be. Unremarkable is like the perfect word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the second half of the game, maybe... I don't know, you know, three and on, or maybe even four. I can't remember exactly how many chapters there were, but it just started really picking up. And in that chapter that I'm talking about, whenever he woke up, when they both woke up, and as soon as you start off to the right, there's a guy that just hangs himself. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, yep. did, uh, did you not stop him? Well, I stopped him. Okay. But that's all I did the first time. Okay. And I'll get back to this when I when I tell you what I did at the very end of the game. So... Uh, I won't forget, but if I do, remind me to come back to that real quick. So, uh, another thing, I loved the I loved the hang gliding sequence. That was really cool. I kind of forgot Whenever about that. you got that. up to the, the professor's place, and, did, and that, it, I mean, I died like one time, but it wasn't irritating or anything. It was, it was kind of cool how when those bats flew up and like ripped up your hang glider, I thought that was pretty cool how they mm-hmm. uh, ended up making that work, because it still functioned pretty well. And... When you were climbing that castle with the rope swinging, that was when they first introduced the rope swinging aspect. Absolutely loved that. Once again, just it worked really well. No complaints. Wanted to praise it. Another really strange creature was at the top of the castle. That owl, lion, pegasus yeah, thing. Like griffin, <laughs> like, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It was the weirdest looking thing ever. I just That was just another example of cool character design, I guess. And plus, you're at the top of this overblown castle that like clearly a giant castle. would have been in yeah so I, that had me curious and then of course once you get to the next area you see all these like fallen giants from some sort of crazy battle that went on and that and it was oddly gory at that part where like you oh it's super violent yeah you had to like cut off those limbs to uh-huh. get through and the rivers were running bl- red with blood and you, i love you, that whole area yeah that was back. awesome yeah, you cocked that crossbow and just nailed the dude in the head so he moved backward. Loved all that. That was so cool. And one of the most interesting things definitely was the insanity with the Spider Queen. Mm-hmm. Because, and I, 
I'll tell you when something seemed off to me. I loved when you were in that one village, the snowy village, and that invisible Yeti was walking through. That was so cool, by the yeah. way. And I love that you never see it. You, yep. you just It's up to your imagination. But in the beginning of that village, once you cross over the wall, you cat- <clears throat> catapult the little brother and the girl because you pick up this one girl along the way. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this chasm right in the middle of the village and you and your brother do the typical climbing on the wall to get across it. And then she just jumps across it. And I was thinking that's weird. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking that's weird. And then like later on, she's crawling over this log that's crossing another Valley and she crawls over it really weird and quickly. So I was just like, what the hell's going on? Like, who is this girl? And then you get to this cave, and once again, there's no language, but you can tell what's going on. The the older brother's like, yeah. she wants to go, and this, let's go this way, Getting you know, seduced. whatever. And the little brother is apprehensive about it, and of course, they end up doing it. And then she turns into this insane spider queen. And I'm not going to say, oh, I saw that coming. I knew something was coming. I didn't know what it was. So Yeah, the spider thing, you could probably not really see coming at all. Yeah, which which is just great. You know, so I loved that. And just fast forwarding, th- there, I guess there's no real reason to say exactly what happens, even though we gave the spoiler warnings. But basically, at the end, I loved whenever you were channeling your brother in order to proceed. Like, you know how normally you couldn't swim through the water yep. as the little brother. I loved that you still held, I guess it would be left trigger for the older brother. You held, even though he was gone, you held his button in order to be able to swim across. Yeah, it was, it was all the things he taught you throughout the game. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah, like whenever you had to, normally the little brother would be launched up onto like a broken ladder and then you threw the rope down. Like you could just straight up jump up to yourself, but you still had to hold your older brother's button. That was, the whole thing was just brilliant. So that pretty much wraps it up to the end. And I said I wanted to come back to the guy hanging himself. I did notice once I beat the game in its entirety, just for the hell of it, I was surprised I'd only gotten one achievement, and not that I care about the achievements, because I'd never even looked at them, but I thought, I wonder if I missed anything cool, Mm -hmm. and the only one that I got naturally just by playing the game was saving these turtles (laughs) that was were in that Arctic area, so I looked at some of the other ones just to see if there was anything interesting, and I did end up doing a majority of them, because they were anything that required me to play through a bunch I didn't want to do again, but especially easy ones to do, and coincidentally the guy hanging himself was i thought it was neat how you went to do the as soon as you saved him from hanging himself you could go into his burned house Mm -hmm. and get that little music box and then give it to him and then he buries his family and he's like you know i don't know content's not the right word but you know you saved his life so little things like that sort of uh, enriched the game further for me and what the developers had in, in store for that but if i remember correctly josh you said that that game made you cry? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I'm, I don't remember. I don't think it got me to tears. Not that, I mean, I would admit it if it did. I would love it if it did. But it definitely resonated with me. When you're <clears throat> burying your brother. Wasn't that was like, horrible? Oh. Yeah, like, I mean, what could be worse than that? And yeah. I would venture to say nothing. <laughs> I yeah, mean, that was the it, part that got me. Yeah, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. I so, Making you pick up the shovel and yeah. you that's oh what yeah, I was gonna say. yeah, it, yeah. It's that like that physical having to actually like do it, like go through. They the game forces you to 
do all the steps of burying yeah. him. Yeah, you and put, you had to push in each pile of dirt. And, you yeah, know, yeah, it wasn't. And, such, and you're trying wasn't to put yourself in that scene. position. I'd just rather be dead. So overall, I have no complaints about that game. It was outstanding, and I'll I'll put a marker on this. Maybe uh, we we you know we should we could maybe even make note of when I was talking about that. I don't know, but. That game is, I joked with you guys as soon as I was done, One of the, it should be required playing for someone who considers him or herself a gamer. It's just wonderful. Wonderful story, easy to play, not frustrating, not a huge time investment. It took me, if I had to guess, it was somewhere in between four and five hours is my guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe three and five, but definitely somewhere. It's, it's not long. So it's... It's such a good example of how you can have a game. Art. Well, that, that, but like you can have a game that is so focused on one thing that instead of trying to shoehorn in different gameplay mechanics or branching side quests and all this stuff, yep. It's, it's just ultra focused. One thing, and, and it was a giant yeah. success and and every like beat of the game ex- except for like the earlier parts like like we said it's unremarkable mm-hmm. but once it starts building up and you start getting the feeling that this actually is not lighthearted in any way yeah it it's just so it's so good at all that those gradual moments. transition yeah was... like all those seamless transitions of of levels whatever's happening you know it, it yep. was just amazing it was masterfully done there's, yeah there's no other way to put it and i and even I though loved... that first half was unremarkable uh-huh it, it wasn't it wasn't a chore to get through it was just like okay you know yeah like what is this? this why is everybody freaking out about it right exactly and that's all so they just nothing but good things from me over here i also really liked how it was um it it played with your expectations. Like you start off, it kind of starts off on a bad note. Like, oh, your dad's dying. Like we got to save him. But it's it's painted as such a like pretty fantasy world. And yeah. then you just find out like this is a horrible place to live if you like leave your little pocket of civilization. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also back to the the ending and the crying and all that. It was equally heart-wrenching because it doesn't end happily either. No. I mean, you could even argue that it's, you know, they they achieve their, their goal. They saved their father. You know, they get one of them gave their lives, and that's all well and good. But it's, you know, any father who would experience that and realize that one of your own children gave his life to save you, that wouldn't make you happy. No. You'd want to kill yourself. And... That's basically what the father it looks like at the end. He's just, he's in shambles, and it looks like they're both just sort of standing there, you know, in reverence, you know, because the mother's long dead. Mm-hmm. And then he just breaks down and, like, starts crying and sobbing on the ground again, and then it ends. Yeah. And it's just, like, so sad. Yeah, it's not a, f- there's, like, no feel-good moment nope. at all nope, in the game. Nope, there is not. <laughs> yeah. So play well, I'm brothers. Glad you picked it up. Yeah. Yes, play brothers definitely. End of end of story. Now Hotline Miami. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hotline Miami is a uh, 
top-down 2D indie shooter. Um, this is the second one that I was playing, Hotline Miami 2, wrong number. Just came out a couple days ago. Um, Alex, I don't know if you've ever really seen anything about it. Do you know how violent I know very little it about is? it, except that you love it and it's violent. It is... Uh, basically, the premise of the game is you get these mysterious phone calls that never have anything to do with your character. They always tell you to go to some address and, like, your laundry's ready to pick up or pick up your child from school or something. And your character's always like, what the hell? Like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And basically what it is is you get these phone calls. They tell you to go to this place. If you don't go there, they kill you. If you do go there, you have to murder all of these people. <laughs> and it's it's mostly around... It's based around, like, the Russian mafia. That's that's who you kill. It kind of doesn't matter, but that's who you're always killing. And <laughs> the game is just ultra, ultra violent. <laughs> like, like for, for it being 2D, you would think, can this really affect me or make me feel uncomfortable? And it totally does. It, that's wonderful. It, it's so, like, I've never played a game where I feel like it's a little too much. Like, Excessive. I love it. Yeah, it doesn't bother me, but, and it's it goes with the whole theme of the game. Like, it makes sense that it's excessive. But, but for something 2D like this, to evoke that response is so impressive. To even get you to think about the possibility of that. Yeah, like, I, I mean, you, it, and it, it's the, what I want to really highlight is that these games are just like total packages in terms of sensory. Uh, like the music is amazing, heart like just pulse pounding electronic music that normally I'm not into. But with this game, it's perfect. Sure, time and a place. It, it is. It is so perfect for this style of game because there's just flashing bright colors everywhere. It takes place in the 80s and 90s. Um. It's just, it's wonderful. It's one of my favorite <laughs> aspects of the games. Actually, it's wonderful. The That's awesome. What it, a great the soundtrack, movie. yeah, the soundtrack paired with the gameplay is is just amazing. Like, probably one of my favorite game experiences where the music actually matters. Um, But the back to the violence, you got this crazy music blasting, usually. Sometimes it's a little bit more chill, and it's really cool still, but... Normally, in the gameplay levels, you are just, when you're murdering everybody, there's this crazy music playing. You are sitting there, like, bobbing your head. <laughs> and then it's really good at portraying force of your weapons. So, like, when you shoot a shotgun, it sounds like a shotgun. It feels like a shotgun. It is hyper intense. That's nice to hear. And when when you hit somebody with a shotgun, they get absolutely blown apart <laughs> like there there is just gore everywhere which i don't know like for some reason shotguns in other games never give me that feeling like like gears you would blow enemies apart but you didn't have that good forceful feel to the actual shotgun itself no and like gears you kind of just it's a sci-fi shooter you know you kind of expect that it's going to be a little over the top, but 
I don't know. It's just different with Hotline for some reason. Real quick, Nick, on the topic of shotguns, so I don't yeah. forget two things. Josh, I'm thinking of one game that did an excellent job of tearing people apart with shotguns. Can you guess what it is? Well, I had my own. Go ahead. I had my own game, which was uh, Brothers. The other, er, Brothers in Arms. <laughs> I uh, was like, Brothers no. Brothers in Arms, too. <laughs> uh, that was one of the goriest games I've ever played at the time. Absolutely. Nice. I was and... thinking you and you and I specifically playing Soldier of Fortune, both of them. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, yes. about those, those games. games are like gross out on purpose, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. But and the one other quick thing about shotguns, Nick, it's it's cool that you specifically brought up the force and feel and sound of the shotgun and everything. Honestly, probably my favorite, most realistic, and, and enjoyable shotgun feel is all the way back from Resident Evil 2 whenever you have the base shotgun you can get custom parts and turn it into like a super powerful shotgun it had all those same characteristics that you just described yeah I'll show you after this it's awesome yeah like and I, the shotgun was just one example like yeah. every every weapon is done really well like even melee weapons like when you smack someone with the bat or like a <laughs> pipe they you splatter their bla- brains everywhere and it's just like this like really hard thwack noise and like what i didn't mention is that back to the music you should be playing this game at full blast like uh-huh. you you don't want to just sit there and like try and listen to it a little quietly this is not like, something you half-ass yeah, you you want to be blasting the music either in your face or wearing headphones and like get just totally sucked into it like that. And that's when the impact of the weapons and violence and all that stuff just like amplifies basically. <laughs> that's how you really take it all in. Yeah, it it's the only way it. to play it because the whole the whole game is just like so weird. The story is so weird. It it's like a David Lynch movie, kind of, because there's not a whole lot of explanation. All the characters are just odd and make you, like, they're, like, unsettling. Um, and then, not only that, like, you're, you're just running around murdering a ton of people. And the first game, actually, like, I marathoned it. I played it within, like, two days. <laughs> I beat it in, like, two days. How long just, was it? Uh, the first one was only a couple hours, probably like maybe five, six hours. Okay. Um, and I played, I like went back and played it a lot because it has like it has a score attack. It, it, you get a score for everything. But um, I forgot what I was, what point I was trying to make. Uh, shit. I played through the entire first game at your place, I think. Uh, yeah, you did. I think I did. I did one of my my favorite thing that I did. Was getting all the ground kills with the weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not only like you running up and smacking people, but like sometimes you have to you you knock them out, like you knock them on the ground, and you have to finish them. <laughs> so there's all these different finishers with each weapon. If you have like a bat, you knock them on the ground and you get on top of them and just slam the bat into their face over and over, and you have to click to do it. Like you have to finish the animation, and it just make. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. The first game made me feel insane. Like, after after I finished it, or, or when I would stop playing after a couple hours, I would just sit there and kind of be, like, 
on edge. Nick, that is one of my favorite things to happen with a video game, when there's a residual effect after you play it. Yeah. And I, I, I know what you mean. I'm going to try and come up with it, because I know it's happened to me before. Yeah, like, you get you get so sucked into this. Like, you'd think, like, this. it's just this 2D whatever game. Like, how, how is this that impactful? But it's just the ultraviolence really affects me in a weird way. I, I don't know. I get just laser sight focus in on the game and then like I'm just killing everybody and then mm-hmm. the music's crazy and whatever. And I just I love it. It's it's truly a different experience. Doesn't the new one doesn't this one have a a lock on system? I think. Uh it does, but I don't it does, but I don't know how you do it on PC. I'm playing it on PC. It's also available on all the PlayStation consoles. Um, same that stinks. I was actually, with the way you're talking it up, I mean, I would love to play this on Xbox. Um, I looked up to see if it ever is going to come out. I didn't see any mention of it. Who knows? Because the first mm-hmm. one never did either. So we'll you can see. play the first one on your laptop, Alex. Yeah, I'm sure I could. The, no you doubt. can play this one on your laptop. Yeah, they're, it's it's, yeah. it's they're really simple. Yeah, um, this is this is kind of crazy though. From despite these rave reviews you're giving it, I just gave it a quick Google just to learn a little bit more about it, and it looks like a lot of people don't like two as compared to one. Reviewers didn't for some reason. Well, and I just, I saw this, like, there's one on PC World that says... Oh, they hated it. Yeah, it's going against the flow, and they said it's not just more of the same, but that's also its biggest problem. Yeah, and, I disagree, like, one million percent. Well, and, yeah, I don't, I'm not, obviously, I can't make an opinion either way. Yeah. I'm just making note of it. And I saw there's another person just on Reddit. I don't know why that's showing up as news. I, maybe, I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just, it just says, it, it basically... I'm so bummed to say this, but Hotline Miami 2 isn't fun. Now, I just know that's not true. Well, here's the thing. These games are unbelievably difficult uh-huh. and frustrating. And if you aren't prepared for that, you won't have fun at all. Well, like, you know, I guess you could audience. sort of apply like, that logic to Souls, even. Kind of, yeah. It's, I, I know they're totally different it's games. It's sort of on the same level of that. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's that thing. If you don't go in knowing it, you could end up getting extremely frustrated and saying, I'm not playing this anymore. Yeah. It's one of those games that you have to enjoy repeating over and over, over and over until you learn the layout of the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what is the biggest difference between the first one and this one. And I think that's why the negative reviews really focused on that, which is kind of stupid. But in the first one, it was this new thing. It was like this new game. It kind of made some waves when it first came out. And then when you're playing it, you have a lot of approaches to finishing a level. Like you have a lot of options. You can... There's mo- There were way more weapons in the first one. You play as only one character for a majority of the game, where in 2, you play multiple characters, and they all have different abilities. Um, but in the first one, it it was a lot more rewarding for variation. So, like, your score was based on... Did you do too many melee kills? Did you rely on guns too much? Did you switch it up a bunch? Did you do different types of kills, like throwing them, killing them on the ground? 
getting combos. That's not really the focus in this one. Uh, this one is much more narrative-driven, which it actually has like a pretty fun story. And because of that, you play multiple characters, and each character has some unique thing. Like, there's a character that actually you can't kill any enemies, and you can't use guns. You have to just incapacitate them. And it's really frustrating, but it's different. Like, it makes you play the game differently, and that's how the whole thing works. You're forced into playing it differently. It's kind of like setting up these challenge scenarios that the first one didn't really have. You just had to kill everybody in the first right. one. So Can you go back and play prior stages with the different characters, or do they force no, you to stick? It's it's specific characters, but Josh, it well, Alex, how the game works, it's all based on these animal masks in the first one. I and, just saw that in Google Images. I was wondering about that. Yeah, which, again, adds a whole other level of just true madness to the game. Like, <laughs> you, you're, you're this guy, you throw on a bear mask and you run in and murder everybody or you're wearing like a bunny rabbit mask like it's just it's so strange you're you're next yeah his favorite kind oh, of yeah movie. <laughs> but now you could do that in the first game with one character had all these different masks to choose from now in the second game there's only one set of specific characters that do the whole mask thing and there's only like five masks so whenever you play their levels you get to choose from masks but then if you play a different character you might get to choose another specific set of items for that character and that's how it works the whole game which first again that's what people didn't like i guess in the reviews is that they didn't have all those options available all the time mm -hmm. but I I don't know. I, I can't recommend that game enough. It's definitely for a specific audience. I mean, if you if you do get frustrated easily, it's not for you in any way. <laughs> cause I'm I'm alright at it. And like I got pretty good at the first one because I did score attacks and stuff. And I'm doing it now again. And I still get pissed. Yeah. Like like actually pissed. Cause usually I love with, that, though. I, yeah, like, it doesn't bother me with this one, because usually with, like, hard games like Dark Souls or, or Super Meat Boy, I go in expecting to get mad and do things over and over, but I don't actually get mad. I just know it's going to happen. I get mad with Hotline. It, yeah. it does. This one does have a couple bugs that I hope get fixed. I don't know if it's even on the Sony versions, but there were a couple bugs in the PC version that were legitimately shitty the one that you told us about where there was an enemy not off screen it was it was uh, hidden yeah right and he wasn't attacking me so like i didn't know he was there and i like replayed the level like four times oh so and and another big difference in this one the first one levels were pretty short this one you go through multiple stages of levels and if you hit a bug like that you have to do all of them again you can't just start back at the one you're at Whereas if you die, you start back at the one you're at. But because of those uh, bugs, right. because of those bugs, there was no way for me to start that specific scene. I heard with the layout of the levels, it, it gets a bit difficult knowing what to expect when you round the corner. You can get so killed off screen, which yeah, really I don't like sucks. that. But but again, that honestly, 
you just you learn that you get yeah. killed once off the screen and then in the next playthrough you know that's there you know it's not a big deal it's a different kind of difficulty yeah like the the souls games they're difficult you have to be until patient you yes yeah, I, I was just gonna say the difference is patience because that is the only thing that matters in souls is patience yeah whereas in hotline it's all about speed speed and efficiency so and once you once you learn a level same thing with meat boy yeah. once you learn a level it's not hard no it's opinion. just about it's just about executing specific things yes yeah. which it's i prefer great. i i don't know it this it's it's truly great this is like the only thing i played all week like any time i had free time this is what i was playing have you is it long yeah, I beat it? it. I beat it. It was uh it took me like 9 hours. So you're going back and just doing the speed stuff? Um yeah, I'm kind of doing the score attack plus there's a hard mode. Yeah, like it's already not hard enough and they just call it hard mode, which is funny. Um, <laughs> I'm going back through that and you replay all of the levels with a different layout. Uh your weapons take you get half the ammo with weapons every time you pick it up. So like if you accidentally drop a gun, you could potentially had had ammo, and then when you pick it up again, it's gone. <laughs> uh, the enemies, I think, are in different places, and they mirror the maps. So if you happen to remember your strategy for a specific map, it doesn't work anymore. Which is awesome. I was, I was wondering, I saw gameplay of it with the, the whole dual-wielding weapons. Uh-huh. How does that work when you shoot in different directions? If you know what I mean. Uh, there's a... How they do it, I mean, for I, I play with mouse and keyboard. So, like, the left mouse button is your just shoot, swing, whatever, typical attack. And then occasionally the right mouse button is, like, a special with with specific characters. So there's... I think there's only one character that dual wields. And Ooh. if you press the right, it's real cool. I never used it because it was never useful. But if you press the right mouse button with that character, he puts his arms out in like a wide arc and you can spin around and shoot. And it looks awesome, but I never used it because there's just no situation for that. That sounds like Contra, Josh. Yes. Put the yep. arms out and spin around. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah. And That's cool. I love it. But yeah, I can understand that, Nick, not being useful at all. You, you die way too fast. Like, if you get shot with one bullet, you're dead. So, in order for you to use that feature, you kind of have to be surrounded by enemies, and you wouldn't be able to do it fast enough without getting shot. So, that kind of sucks, but it was interesting that it's included. So, compared to the first, I like, like this more one better. Hmm. I like this one better because... Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like this one better because they didn't just rely on doing the same thing again. Like, they, they could have easily just done the exact same game and called it two. And it still would have sold, and it still would have been successful, I'm sure. But because they tried to add a narrative that is actually interesting, all these different characters that weave in and out together, different specific level designs you know with your abilities and guns and whatever you can use i i thought that was great 
maybe people hmm. didn't like that, but whatever. I'll hopefully get around to it one day. So. It uh the last thing because I talked about it for a while. The last thing is that there was one moment. I mean, there's multiple moments that are just truly amazing in it, but how the soundtrack works is when you whenever you start a level, there's there's like a narrative opening for like a couple seconds, and the music will start right then. So if you go through it at normal timing, like clicking through, the music's still going, then it lets you play, and the music's still going. There was one moment where it was honestly one of the most perfect things in a game. Like, in terms of the music, what you're doing, all the timing. It reminded me of The Matrix, where at the nice. end of the first one, um, when they kill everybody in that, like, bank lobby, and then they just get in the elevator and everything's, like, quiet. This was opposite. There's a level where it start the music, the song that is in the level starts out really quiet. You kind of can't even tell. You click through the narrative. Whatever. You go upstairs in an elevator, still no music. For me, it just happened to be the right time where I, it was, and it was the dual wielding guy. I come out of the elevator. It's one of the most intense songs on the soundtrack. And you're just blasting everybody. Like it was, it was so cool. I, I can't describe it in any other way because you had to experience it, but just coming out of that elevator, literally guns blazing and it's just like this super heavy fast electronic music it was just wonderful i don't know this is so an unusually positive gaming podcast today yeah i'm a big fan i, I wish i were like this all the time <laughs> i wish games impacted me like this all the time yes did you totally. know Nick, you knew only two people made both games, right? I wasn't sure. I actually kind of thought it was one guy. But there were a ton of people in the credits. Hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's it's totally... see. Like, I can see how it would be a very small team. Yeah. So what are you moving on to next? I still... knock off the list? I still got to beat Fire Emblem, which I got... Since I beat Hotline yesterday, so I got back into Fire Emblem... Um. Which was a nice change of pace. <laughs> uh, instead of just blood and guts and flashing colors, Fire Emblem's a little bit more laid back. <laughs> and I'm still loving it. I don't, I don't know how long it is. I feel like it's going to be a long game. So I'll probably be playing that for a while. Anything else? Or are you just sticking through that for the week? I don't know. I, I don't know what I plan to play next, actually. I'm kind of getting caught up on games. I yeah, still might play you, the other Xenoclash. I'm, Alex, are I'm you going to end up getting Final Fantasy, the typo? Oh, you said typo. I was like, what? <laughs> type zero. <laughs> um, no, I yeah, didn't because I came to realize something. Actually, I'm glad you brought it up. N time to shift back to complaining. Yes. <laughs> Nick made a good point whenever we were talking that one day about it. He was like, is it you know like a full retail title? I was like, yeah, it's a full game. It's 60 bucks. He's like, well, it wouldn't have been $60 on PSP when it came out. And I was like, you're right. I'm not that, paying full price for that. That's bullshit. You, you can't. 
I don't agree with that comparison because PSP games new aren't the same price as system games in general. That, that's that's the point. Yeah, and it's a you're still you're getting a PSP game, Josh. That's that's happened many but, times. But a lot of PSP games have more gameplay value in them than a sixty dollar Xbox game to begin with. I don't think that comparison. I don't. Well, dude, I don't. Here's, agree with here's that. what I'm saying. There have been. I can't think of examples, and I hate when that happens, but I, I know you know what I'm talking about. There have been plenty of games that come out on whatever. They're ported to a console, and for that reason, they're cheaper. Usually yeah, like 40 bucks. Okay. That's what should have happened here. But I, if it's a game you want to play, I feel like that shouldn't hold you back from playing it because you will get no, that's a, a bad sufficient argument. amount of playtime out of it. Yeah, no. I I don't I feel slighted, so I'm not paying that. Yeah, Plus, it, no matter what, at the end of the day, it originally was not that price. Yes, it's getting released on a new console, but usually remasters really are not that big of a deal. Yeah, like and it's I'm, not it's I not going to change a lot. I would I'm okay with full price of the original release for sure. I think yeah. that makes sense on a remaster on a console. This is the the Western release because it wasn't even over here before, so I get all that. But I don't, and it, it's just like 90% of everything we talk about, it's a matter of opinion, but there's right. nothing that can be said to change my opinion. So, and it's a moot point anyways, because, you know, years ago, I adopted the philosophy, don't buy a game until you're gonna play it. Yeah. Because I, I used to be so stupid, especially like the early college years, every single game I wanted to play, I had it at launch. And then I didn't play it for six months to a year. That was just, I was pissing money away at a time in life when that's not convenient so getting creed at launch and then playing it yeah, 10 years later it, I, creed is the perfect example because yeah. usually yeah, like right it's now, almost unity, a whole year unity is like 29 dollars on amazon right now what is unity boom there you go and i'm i won't even play it probably until it's 15 so um call of duty ghost is 19 dollars. i need to sell that i keep forgetting i you know what i'm listening to that today Crap. Now, I got only, Evil Within today, too. It's only $19 it on Amazon, Alex. What'd you say? It's only $19 on Amazon. Oh, I, I guarantee you, though, I, I'll... You know what? I'll get way more than I'll get at GameStop, because last time I checked, which was weeks ago, it was worth, like, $2. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I, I will... Selling it on eBay, I will net over $10, I'll guarantee it. But... It was also funny because I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I did. I mailed Evil Within to Yaley for him to play it, and he couldn't get into it. I mean, he he enjoyed it at the beginning, and then he was just he pulled a dying light. He's he was like, I'd rather play something else. Yeah. So are so, you selling Evil Within? Yeah. You you may as well sell it than just have him ship it if that's what you're gonna do. Here's the thing. <laughs> I really wanted to do that, but at the t when I had first sent it to him, I was still in the oh I'm gonna build a three or an xbox one library and then dying light came out and i was like okay this is a dumb idea why would I <laughs> and i ended up instead deciding that i would sell it was i i sent it just in a generic case because you know how i am about the condition of my cases and everything so he has the disc in a generic case and i have the actual case and everything that i need to sell it uh. so that's why it has to come back here first and it was even worse because he did send it to me. He was real good about it, got it out on time, <laughs> and it got returned to him. I was immediately ready to blame USPS, naturally, with good reason. And he texted me. He's like, this is your address, right? And he sent it to me, and it was 
that the fourth number was missing. And I was like, oh, no. Hey, Alex. <laughs> Yo. I, uh, I'm on eBay randomly just looking at prices of Xbox One games. Evil Within was still worth something last I checked. You, you should get Wolfenstein. It's $20, $21 brand new on eBay. That is worth paying. Mm. Here's the thing. As soon as I get it, I won't play it. So when I'm ready to play it, I will immediately buy it. Because I know $20 is 100 times worth that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a fantastic game. Might even end up being a keeper for me. They're, uh, they're putting out a prequel to it on Xbox Live Arcade, which is exciting. That's fun. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know. Depending on what it costs, and it will almost certainly cost too much, but... <laughs> I'm guessing 20 That's too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. $20 for an arcade game, just... I realize it depends and everything, but that's, that is almost never going to happen for me. Well, that's not even an arcade game. It's just an extra mission. Yeah, when... It See, like thing. I will series. say this. Anytime uh, I use that term, it's a little bit misleading because I'm. Yeah. I I I often I think they've they almost need a new name for Xbox Live Arcade because. Well, did they actually even call them? Maybe that they anymore? don't. I, I don't know. I kind of didn't think, think they, they did. Do. You might be right. Yeah. For that very reason, because I actually I was just discussing this with someone the other day when it first came out on the 360. It was all arcade games, and it made sense to call it that. And even through the life of the system on three on the last generation. If I remember, mm -hmm. I could be totally wrong, but I swear a lot of the actual like full ported over titles that I have in there, it still says at the top Xbox Live Arcade. You know what I mean? Oh. So yeah. but you're for this gen they might have changed it, which would make sense. I'll be spending twenty on Ori. Well that that's probably a game I, that's I've worth been it. thinking that too. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't that, I don't see that going on sale for a while and I do really want to play it. Yeah, it just came out. I'm never so. in any hurry. Especially with... Finally, I've been talking about it for weeks and saying, oh, we're going to get back to Dark Souls. And I know Nick is very happy because I did get back to Dark Souls and I played a ton of it this weekend and I'm not done either. I have more to play today. But I think I beat five bosses, I think. And there was only one that like really, really pissed me off. Nick, as I discussed with you, <laughs> the stray demon. But... Like anything yeah. else, you you learn how to exploit them, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Why did I have a problem with this?" Just gotta learn how to dispatch them. Yeah, so yeah, you, it's just learning. Yep, you still have to play the second one, right? Yes. Which this, I mean, I won't, I probably won't have to get it right at launch because there's there's another title that's looming over my head that I keep forgetting about, and it's just a colossal time investment, and that's Dragon Age. I sort of oh, really right. want to play that soon. Yeah. So. I forgot you didn't play yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> and I got to be careful. I don't let things like that just fall off my radar. So. Yeah, I mean, like I said, my overall opinion of it at the end of it wasn't amazing. But I did really like it. I just wish I wouldn't have spent as much time playing it as I did. I wasted a lot of time. Yeah, I did. I remember you saying like it sort of tapered off at the end. Yeah. I uh, I'm looking forward to getting into the GTA heists. Oh yeah, uh, can you play it with random people? Yes, I yeah yeah I think. 
Actually, you know what? Yes, you can, because Ty told me he did. I didn't know how long they were. Yeah, they're like a Destiny raid. They're like, yeah, they're like three to four hours. Is that a trend? Yeah, that's insane. Is that a trend what? in video gaming? What? Starting to add to more titles things that are extremely engaging and time-consuming for hours at a time for, like, you know, one specific event that you're doing. Well, that's the thing, though, is... Not sure, really. they they might take a while at first, but even with the Destiny raids, you, yeah, they're not you get long. Once down. you understand what to do, it's yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, just curious. It just it, it seems like I'm seeing that pop up in more places than I ever used to. Now, yeah, but supposedly the heists are very, very good and a lot of fun. So I'm I just excited don't to get to buy that. that game. I have no interest. I've had it for like a month and a half now and haven't even started. So yeah, see, Josh, need to do what'd you pay full price? No, no, no. I think it was on sale during a uh, Christmas time. Oh, maybe I don't know if it was out then. I don't. Remember. Yeah, I don't know. No, because I don't remember either. I, I don't know. I don't know either. Neither of us know what we're talking about. Imagine that. Nobody you knows know. anything. I mean, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> Two it's ones still canceled. A <laughs> I had to, I had to, I had to get that plug in there. Yeah. And <laughs> when do you plan on when's uh Revelations two come out for you? I think late March. Wait, I thought the first episode was out. It is, but oh, that's that's oh, you're the getting whole the whole thing. thing. I'm not doing that episodic BS. I'm waiting for the, right. the whole thing. I heard they're pretty good. I think they're better than the first one, supposedly. So, and not that the first one was bad because it wasn't. It was just whatever. There's some sort of game mode I heard it was a lot of fun. And I'm, the the thing that stunk about Revelations for me is it was. It was obviously initially on the DS, and it showed when it came over to the console. It just, it felt like I was playing a DS game on a big screen. It wasn't, I think they did a pretty good job considering its origins, but it just, it didn't have, it wasn't visceral. It didn't have like a a, a real strong, solid feel to it. You know, it just, this one hope I'm expecting more out of because it is, it's native to consoles, right? Yes. Good. I think it's on PC also. Nice. That's sh- that. Sh- I, I think that'll make a big difference then. Hmm. Watch it yeah. be Red Alex. Did you six. play? What did you play Revelations on? Three sixty. Because huh. they ported did it. You play that at launch as a as a re- full retail that. title. Hey. Yeah, they ported. There it. you go. Josh, that's an example. I was <laughs> I was getting there. That's what I was trying to get yes. to. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't sixty dollars. Nah, it was uh, forty. I think. Yeah, I think it was. 40. There you go. Perfect. Thank you. Which I think is what a like a PSP game cost. Yeah, costed new. Yeah, or or cost, whatever you know. I, point is, it wasn't sixty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the argument, but that's. that's like, I don't like you though. So I don't like your reason for not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really frustrating. I just don't think up. you should base a game off the price if you get enough game. Josh, out you're of it. fired. That's all there is to it. That I isn't mean, I, the point. I'd understand if this maybe wasn't a Final Fantasy game, but you're going to get a lot of gameplay out of it. You're going to enjoy yourself. It's so funny because I have That's not no, the point. I have no idea what it's even about. Like, I saw screenshots and everything, and I, I remember, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I, I almost feel a compulsion to play it. And I said, I don't know why. And Nick said, because of the name. And he's right. Yeah. It's Final it, Fantasy, so I, I want it. It doesn't look... Uh like really anything radically different it just sounds like it's mission based uh-huh. 
or something. I don't know. I don't know shit about it. Nick, you were you were saying something though. It wasn't the point. No, the point, the value is not the point. The point is bottom line, the price. Doesn't matter how much you're getting out of it. It doesn't make sense that they up the price for a port. Yes, that that's, and that's I, what I, doesn't make sense. That was worded correctly. Take out everything else. Forget about playtime, value, this, that, you know, everything. The point is they inflated the price on something that was higher than the initial release. That is insane. Yeah. Because because by your logic, you could say, I got hundreds of hours out of like Doom Two. I should have spent sixty dollars on Doom Two or something. Well, that, the Final Fantasy the in Japan, it's it's a fifty dollar game. Japan's prices are more than us. No, I mean even right on Amazon, Type O for the PSP is fifty dollars. All right, so it should be fifty dollars when it gets remastered. Yeah, I wasn't saying forty specifically. I was saying yeah, the, just lower, yeah, a lower price. The cap should be at or whatever it initially came out at. That should be the cap. Yeah. So, okay. Just forget it, because we're not going to change your mind. Yeah, all the extra Plus work right. they put into it, they can't yeah. charge ten more dollars. Simon, you know what? You're right. It does take more work because they have to localize it. Yes. I don't care. It's it's a principle. But here's it's the thing. All there is to it. Here's the thing. If if we all lived to our principles, we would be sitting in our room not doing anything. Not true. Not true. I live by a lot of my principles. This is not. This is not the argument anymore. <laughs> you're arguing something different. It's devolving. Yeah, Josh, you're fired. It's final. <laughs> it's over. Everything's over. <laughs> well, that's. I know. Right. I'm over it. I'm done talking about this. <laughs> Let, let's wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Well, like. All right. Never mind. I was gonna bring Comcast up. Fuck it. No. Just no. Nope. You can save it for next time. We talked about all I, all I was going to say is oligopoly. I don't have a you, choice. As soon as Google Fiber's here, they're out. Okay. All right. Boom. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Never mind. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> I, it's not worth it. Not no, it isn't. He's drowning over my there. mind. I, I just can't. I can't understand. I, I will never understand the argument of if it's a game you want to play, put everything else you think of aside and play the game. You, you, you're saying the exact opposite of what we're saying. And it's you're, an you guys are saying you won't, that aside you won't because play the game because you, they're charging ten more dollars than when it came out on a PSP. Like, whatever. that argument is silly to me. We think your reasoning is silly. Your reasoning about prices on a lot of things is really silly. So let's not even go down that hole. <laughs> when it comes to purely video games... If you want to play a game, play the game. Who cares about them charging more? If it's a good game, play it. Obviously, we care. Yeah, and you can, yeah. we can't separate that from everything else because no, we it's, care. It's, it's all opinion. Yeah. But for me, at least, if it's a game I like, if the developer put time into it, I will support them. I will give them 10 extra dollars and play their game. If Would I you give them 20 extra dollars? If I wanted to play <laughs> the, the game, give them 30 extra dollars. You if give them forty extra dollars, it? Simon. It's a slippery slope. I swear to God, you wouldn't give them five hundred extra dollars. So where's the line? No, because that's that's exaggerating it. I know yeah. it is, but it's a slippery slope. I do you want me to increase in ten cent increments instead? If if they went over the price of a typical launch game today, then yes, that's stupid. But sixty dollars is a typical next current gen launch title, and it's not a current gen title. It's a port <laughs> that they did more work to. Whatever. We said we were going to stop this almost yeah, five done. minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. 
We haven't had one of these for a while, though, I don't think. An argument? <laughs> yeah, you're right. The, yeah, it's the true 2v1 nature comes out. It is. <laughs> well, you guys are both wrong. So see you guys next week. Everybody's thanks for listening. Wrong. And uh, Josh is wrong. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> I hate it.